Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. Welcome back to another interwebian episode of the Kaiju Cast, a podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. This is episode number 37, and the first episode for July 2011. Several days ago, I interviewed the illustrious Godzilla fan and artist, Matt Frank, and we talked about his work on the IDW series, and uh, then just really spoke all too briefly about his love for monsters of the large and rubber variety. Not too much in the way of news to cover uh, this month, but we do have some local events that I'll talk about. Let's go ahead and fire up the SY3's turbo thrusters and kick out the jams with a request from Bill for anything by Michiro Oshima.
Godzilla. You can pretend Godzilla turns a mighty castle into a pile of sand. Don't do it, Godzilla! You control Godzilla's ugly tongue. You can make him stomp, pound his tail, stomp, stomp. with a claw that launches some assembly required from the Shogun Warrior Collection by Mattel.
is unequaled. His battles are legendary. His return is near. This could be the end of civilization. Get ready. I've spotted him. For the 23rd big screen appearance of the world's biggest star. Godzilla! From TriStar Pictures and Toho Company Limited. Catch the ultimate showdown. It's an alien. Where winner takes all. Godzilla 2000. If you can't take the heat, run. So for those of you who are interested in knowing exactly what just happened there, we had uh, the first song was actually for uh, Bill Bossert, who requested something from Machiro Oshima. And um, I'm very happy to say that I played one of the best songs off of Tokyo SOS. That was called The Street Fight. Um, then I followed that up with a request from Eli, which actually I didn't get to play last month, but I was able to uh, <clears throat> make it appropriate for the podcast this month and played Godzilla Stomp by MC Esoteric. Then Brittany uh, requested Theme of Love by Koichi Sugiyama from Godzilla vs. Biollante. And um, she wanted me to talk about uh, how romantic it was, but unfortunately I'm an old big nerd and I don't really have much to say as far as romanticism goes. And then I followed that all up with the audio from the U.S. trailer of Godzilla 2000. Now, let's get to business. We don't have much time, and we talked for like 40 minutes. Actually, we talked for more than that, but I recorded a 40-minute interview with Matt Frank, uh, who was kind enough to join me on Skype from the magics of the internets, uh, all the way actually from Austin, Texas. So let's hear how that went. Joining the Kaiju Cast studio over the internets today, we have Mr. Matt Frank, who will be regaling us with tales of comic book awesomeness and Godzilla illustration and just being a really hardcore Godzilla fan. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I had to be here. Thank you very much, Kyle. So, Matt, do me a favor. I mean, a lot of us listeners and, and people who are on the Kaiju Cast, we already know who you are, but for those that aren't familiar with you, uh, tell us a little bit about about yourself. How'd you get involved with Godzilla? How'd you get involved with uh, drawing? And and then eventually we'll move into the IDW. All right. Well, so- sounds good. Well, for for those of you unawares, I I'm a, I'm a freelance artist. I am currently working with IDW on their Godzilla Kingdom of Monsters series and a little bit beyond that, which we'll get into in a bit. And uh, you know, I've just, uh, I've literally been drawing Godzilla since I could hold a pencil. <laughs> and when I started drawing, the thing that most people probably know me from, probably more so than the IDW stuff, is uh, Godzilla Neo, which was a little, just a little fun fan project I came up with uh, for my DeviantArt page at kaijusamuraideviantart.com. Well, back then it was Godzilla Samurai. And just, uh, you know, just a little something for fun. And, 
you know, redesigning all the different monsters. And I also started to working professionally in comics at about 2005. I worked on a number of projects with Blue Water Productions, kind of cut my teeth there, and then moved on. Uh, did a few little things, Friday W, and uh, a couple other things for some for some gaming companies, uh, kind of on and off. And uh, yeah, this is uh, this is kind of where we are now. Just rocking rocking the Godzilla comics. How did you get introduced to IDW? Well, I actually first worked with them back in I want to say 2007 or 2008, where you know I'm also a big Transformers fan and. I remember the movie was coming out, and I thought, oh man, you know, IDW is really rocking out these Transformers comics, and uh, I'd love to get in on that because I, I hadn't really had any big paying gigs yet. And uh, I emailed Chris Ryle, and I, I said, hey, you don't know me. Here's my portfolio. I'd love to do some Transformers stuff, maybe some Beast Wars stuff because I'm a big, I'm a huge Beast Wars fan. And he wrote me back, you know, that's the thing about Chris, he always writes back like within, if he doesn't write back within like five minutes, he's probably being held at gunpoint or something. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, he, um, and he told me, he told me, uh, yeah, we're doing a, a Beast Wars source book and we need some extra illustrators. So yeah, d- uh, let's get you approved by Hasbro and get the ball rolling. And that was where things kind of kicked off and it, uh, I did a couple little handful of other things for them, some other, some stand-in art, things like that. And it wasn't until recently that, I, of course, started working with them again. How did it feel to be approved by Hasbro as a, as a Transformers artist? Looking back at it now, actually, it, it was surprising that they accepted it because I, you know, as an artist, I look back on some of my stuff and I'm just thinking like, man, why did I think that looked good? Or, you know, I'll see everything that's wrong with it, but it'll, it won't be bad. It'll just be like, I'll see like, oh, I could have done this differently or should have done this differently. But it was still pretty cool to be like, oh man, you know, I'm working on an official Transformers property. And like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of that too, so... It was pretty cool, definitely. Cool. So in July of last year at mm-hmm. the New York City Comic Con, that's when IDW Publishing announced that they were going to be bringing Godzilla back in comic book form. Well, somewhat soon after that, we found out that you were going to be doing some cover work for them, and uh, I'm very interested in finding out how that went. Yeah, well, um, that that definitely is a fun is a fun little story. Um, it, it was it was funny the way it happened. I remember the I was actually I had just been in New York uh, working for a company called Chaotic Moon Studios, and I still work for with them on occasion. Um, they're a you know they're a game and software kind of company, and I had just gotten back from New York, and I just missed the New, the New York Comic Con, and then I got a call from my friend Chris Merjahungir, who's uh he's pretty active on the Toho Kingdom boards, and he's uh. He's a filmmaker out in California, and he said, dude, when were you going to tell me? I was like, tell you what? And he says, you don't know? I don't know what. (laughs) And uh, he's like, you know they're making a Godzilla comic, right? And I was like, what? (laughs) So, yeah, that was um, definitely dropped everything I was doing, and I I got in touch with Chris, and I was like, hey, Chris, um, remember how much I like Godzilla, right? (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> uh, and he basically told me, basically told me, um, Matt, I'm in New York. I'm in the Comic Con. Let me talk to you when I get back. <laughs> so, nice. Um, yeah, no, he was uh, he was a good sport about it. And uh, yeah, about a week later, um, 
he uh, got in touch with me and said, hey, we've, uh, you know, Chris Mowry has this great idea for the stomp cover promotion, and uh, if you'd like to be a part of it, you know, we'd love to have you do those covers. And I'm like, ha, ha, uh, <laughs> in so many words. So, yeah, so I was definitely on board after that point, and, and uh, there it went from there, you know. We, we uh, all the covers kind of, at almost about the same time, Chris also talked about um, doing the, the portrait covers that I've been doing for all the subsequent issues. So that, that actually, I think I did, I think I did the foot first, and then I waited to hear back before we did any stores for the stomp covers. Okay. So to kill some time, I went ahead and did the Rodan almost immediately after that for issue two. So, yeah. Oh, so story. I have a little story about the Rodan. I told my my comic shop, who I love, um, my comic shop is Things from Another World, and I told the guy at my comic shop every single issue I need every single cover, and um, <laughs> and he was like, oh yeah, no problem. I went in to go pick up issue two, and I was like, hey, why do you just have one comic book in my box? And he he was <laughs> like. Oh, did you want all the covers? And I said, I clearly have to say yes. Every single cover to every single issue, man. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we got that figured out, but that was uh, that was your Rodan cover. And yeah. I was uh, freaking out just a little bit because I knew that was your first uh, your first big solo kaiju cover. And I, I was a little bummed that it wasn't in my box, but everything worked out yeah. uh, and I, I was able to get one. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Cause I really, I really like how that Rodan cover came out. That was a lot of fun to do. Well, so far they all look fantastic. Thank um, you. Uh, your Batra cover, however, which is, I think the upcoming issue seven is yeah. fantastic. Like with extra emphasis on every single syllable. I love that one. <laughs> Oh, well, I, I'm really glad that you like it. That one was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, every single one of them I've tried to put a little extra oomph into, you know, tried to just it, – it, it's so easy to just be like, oh, you know, we'll make them roaring and that's it. And I didn't want to just fall into that. And originally I, originally I planned to have the Batcher cover be an exact mirror of the Mothra cover – but I thought about that, and I thought, you know, the Batra, the larva Batra face is so symmetrical, and it's so cool. I, I love that design, and it would be so cool if it was kind of in the center and also just kind of breaking out of the ground. It just kind of spirals from there. And the only aspect of the cover that kind of mirrors Mothra, the Mothra cover is, is the adult Batra. He's kind of in a similar pose. He's just in an, in a, uh, in a, in an alternate direction. So... It was it was a lot of fun to do. I, I was amazed at how just kind of off the cuff the whole thing was. <laughs> so far, you've done the Godzilla Stomp cover with uh -huh. the foot crushing the stores, yeah. um, and you've done the WonderCon exclusive, which uh, yeah. I just got back today. Thank you for sending those signed things, and thank you very much for drawing in them. Uh, <laughs> makes me wish that I had sent you my own personal copy. Yeah. Oh man, I thought one of those would have been Hey, well, send it, send it to me, man. I'll, 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 I'll uh, sign it for you. I, I will definitely do that. The, those are going to be given away um, yeah. at, at some point. Those will be prizes. But uh, uh, so you did the the foot stomp, the Godzilla crushing the uh, Moscone Center, and mm -hmm. then your the second issue had Rodan. The third issue that was Angulus, and the fourth issue coming out is the Mothra one, right? Right, and. Um, the fourth, and then the fifth issue is Ghidorah, 
which um, I was surprised they actually used that for the back cover of issue four that just came out. Um, because uh, because they usually use Zornow's covers for those, uh, for the back covers previewing the next issue. And I've seen Zornow's cover for issue five, and it is spectacular. It is amazing. Is that, is that the one with the Mazer tanks? And yes. yes. I didn't know if anybody else has seen that yet. That's really awesome. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And then so after Ghidra is who? Oh, uh, after Ghidra is Kumanga. Oh yes, uh, yes. Yeah, Kumanga was uh that was a that was one I was actually really looking forward to because there's so many there's so much you can there there's so many ways you can play with this uh this eight-legged, you know, spider thing on the cover and that was a lot of fun to do. And after Kumanga is Batra? Yes, after yes, Kumanga yeah. is Batra and uh I don't know if I can say who issues eight and nine are yet. Yeah, no um, worries. We're already. I mean, clearly, we're already f- pretty far into the series at issue seven. So, yeah. Well, I mean, just as a preface, though, um, we're kind of we or, originally each of the issues of those monster portraits was supposed to sync up with. They were supposed to sync up with the monsters that were featured in that issue, oh, okay. but. Uh, by now, we've kind of thrown that out the window because because um, Powell's not really introducing them every issue now, and uh, we just we actually just decided we're just going to make covers of all of the uh, all of the monsters that IEW has licensed right now, um, just just in sequence. Excellent. Oh, and another another cover you're doing yeah. is the Gangsters and Goliaths uh, mm-hmm. that you've done is the Gangsters and Goliaths. San Diego Comic-Con exclusive cover, right? Yes, that is correct. That one um that one was fun to do. Um that uh yeah, that's that's, that's San Diego. And I think a shop here in Austin is actually getting a few uh copies. Like some some shops are getting them, but uh they're usually like directly through Diamond and they're like really super special order, so I don't know how else anybody could get them. But it always helps to have friends at IDW Publishing, I will say. <laughs> yes, of course, of course, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm excited just to have a, a copy for myself because um, there was actually a small issue uh, or a, a small uh, a small problem with um, that cover because the the when when I saw the JPEG uh, being passed around, the I think I think something happened and. They didn't use some some somebody didn't use the right file, and the colors were all washed out, like it was incredibly blown out. And I was really distressed about it. So I was so I got in touch with them over at IEW to ask them, you know, is the print version okay? <laughs> you know, right, right. They told me that it's fine. They told me that the print version is is dark enough, and it it's the colors are are nice and vivid, but. Oh, like I saw it on Toho Kingdom and I panicked. So, but um, but it seems to be fine now. So I'm I'm happy for that. I saw what you posted on uh, on your DeviantArt page. It looks great. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was the one I actually doctored up a little bit. I um, I just I took the file that uh, I took the, I took the file they were circulating and I just I think I just switched the the color palette a little bit and I just darkened it up just to make sure it was properly represented online so people could see it and everything. 
But I think I think that IEW is I think that I think Bobby and the guys there have already done what they can to put a better version out there. I don't know how how much you've gotten this from other Godzilla fans. I'm probably, I'm, I'm assuming you've you've heard this a lot, but congratulations on all your work on uh huh? I mean you you've been a Godzilla fan like you said since you could hold a pencil. Yeah. And I know that I've seen you around cuz I I'm an old man and uh, I've seen you <laughs> on the boards and seen uh like I met you at G-Fest 2 years ago and Yeah, I remember that. You know, you've been you've been a fan for a quite a long time. You've been very active in the Godzilla fandom and I can't think of anybody else that deserves it more than you, sir. Well, I really appreciate that. That really means a lot. Uh thank you very much. I mean, it, it really is it's funny because just a little over a year ago, um, work was so slow. I was looking at maybe uh, joining the Coast Guard because things were so. <laughs> work was a pretty slow, and then, um, but I was, uh, but then I got picked up by that software company, and then Godzilla happened. So, uh, I, I really, uh, I really appreciate that, sir. I, I really do. I hope you continue to keep up the good work. I hope you continue working with IDW, and uh, I, I know that as you know, as a guy who can. Uh, deal with graphic stuff and I can do some drawing. I have definitely <laughs> seen your style improve and the Thank stuff you. you're doing now just, I mean, blows some of that uh, Neo-Godzilla stuff out of the water. Uh, but that stuff <laughs> is also still very awesome. I was talking to um, Dave Helfrey who uh, was on the last episode of the Kaiju Cast where we uh, reviewed Daimajin Returns and yeah. I mentioned your name and he was like, is that the guy that does the Neo Godzilla stuff? And so he, are, I mean, he's not really on the boards or anything like that. He just knew who you were just from that stuff. Yeah. It really is funny how Godzilla Neo kind of took off. You know, I, I, I just started it for fun. Cause I was just thinking, you know, I, I, I kind of, I was, I'm a big, you know, big comic book guy too. And I, I'm really big. I was really big into Ultimate Spider-Man for a while, and I liked the idea of them kind of streamlining the universe and making little hints and little references to other stuff, and kind of merging it all into one clean streamline. Yeah, it is funny because I'll go back and I'll look at my Neo stuff, like my earliest Neo stuff. It's like what it, like with the Transformers thing. I'm like, man, I really could have done that better, or I could have done that much i would have if i had done it now it would be much different it would be almost it would have almost be a completely different thing so but i don't regret it at all I, I i love how it all looks and how it all came out so it's a great series are you and i i don't know because i i would didn't pick up what you had at g fest but do you have like a sketchbook that includes some of that stuff um, I, every year I do make a little sketchbook that, uh, I, I pedal at, at cons and stuff. There's a, you know, I did my 2010 sketchbook. I'm working on my 2011 sketchbook right now. Uh, it's almost done actually, cause I've done so much stuff between now and then. And, um, I, I was planning on maybe doing something with Neo, just kind of making a little G Fest exclusive book, just, just about Neo and just, Maybe like all the illustrations and maybe some of the bios, things like that, and maybe some of my unused stuff, some of the stuff I didn't post. Like I had, a, I have, a, I have sketchbooks that are just filled with little design ideas for the different characters. Like I think, I think um, uh, somebody looked one of the, a couple of monsters look completely different from what I finally decided on. I think uh, Gino, for example, or Gino, I guess you call him American God, the American Godzilla, Zilla. 
you, uh, I think he looked completely different. Like he looked a lot more gnarly, a lot more almost sickly, like like swimming with disease. <laughs> it was a a weird little idea that I had. <laughs> but I, I just like the idea of a sickly Godzilla, and that's how you could explain how lame that that monster <laughs> was in the movie. He was sick that day. Yeah, he was. He was just really. It was gout. It was really bad gout. Um, <laughs> no, but but then I remembered how much I like the animated. Zilla cartoon and uh I really wanted to capture that a little bit more. Um so, you know, you you pick your battles. Um <laughs> Cool, man. Yeah. Well, if you if you ever do have a sketchbook uh with that stuff in it, I'm I'm sure I'm sure people would want it. <laughs> well, I I uh, I appreciate that. I I'm uh definitely looking to do something like that. It's just it's just I've got so much other stuff coming down the pipe. It's uh easy for poor little neo to kind of get pushed aside every now and then so wait a minute um, you'd you'd push aside your own hobby stuff for paying work that is ridiculous i know (laughs) it's it's blasphemy one might say um no yeah (laughs) so uh let's talk a little bit about you and godzilla and like what was your first godzilla memory oh that's actually something i recently rediscovered for myself um I remember, uh, gosh, was it my third or fourth, maybe it was my fifth birthday? I was really young, and I, uh, I got a, I got a, I got a, a, a birthday card from one of my parents, or maybe it was my grandma, I can't remember, and it was, uh, and it had Godzilla on it. It was a big green Godzilla, but it was very much the, like, kind of a, kind of a mix of the 85 and 54, you know, kind of a, like, more, more like a, more like a public domain Godzilla. Anyway, I remember looking at that and be like, what is this? This is, like, the most awesome dinosaur I've ever seen, because I was big into dinosaurs when I was yep, a kid. Yep. You know, still am. And my parents were telling me, well, that's Godzilla. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so... Uh, I think, uh, and I think I caught, at one point I caught um, 85 uh, on television. Um, It was during a marathon of a bunch of other creature flicks. I think Frogs was also on, and and, uh, Critters, Frogs, Critters, and Tentacles, which was a giant octopus film, and I sat through all those other crappy movies so I could get to Godzilla 1985, and... I think I fell asleep halfway through it. Um, oh no! <laughs> but my my clearest memory of my first Godzilla film was Godzilla vs. the Sea Monster because I saw it in I saw it in the um, video store and I was like, oh my god, they they have Godzilla movies on video you can buy <laughs> and um and I think my grandma got that for me and that was actually the first time I remember watching it and saying like, oh Godzilla has like a really his own really distinctive roar. That was like the first thing I thought when I saw Godzilla himself, and it's a very odd, it's a very odd thought to have. But you know, you're when you're like in grade school, it's like yeah, sure, why not? So, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the earliest I can think of. So, cool. so mm-hmm. clearly you've seen them all. What is your favorite Godzilla movie? Oh, that's a tough one. And, and uh, just just make it Godzilla. Let's let's not delve into the other kaiju. Yeah, oh yeah, let's let's please do that. Um, <laughs> um, well, um, my my all time like overall favorite, the one that I just I, I think is just so so excellent and beautifully made, is uh, the original Mothra versus Godzilla. Um, 
just because it's such a classy film and it's all so well done and so well put together. And I just recently rewatched it. We had a, there's an urban drive-in here in Austin, the Blue Starlight Drive-In, and we had a two Godzilla double feature nights. And um, it was uh, partially for Japan aid. And the Mothra vs. Godzilla screening we had, God, I just, I was just the whole, the whole night I was in love with that film just all over again. And it's that, a beautiful movie that 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 one. Yeah, definitely. And uh, a close second is probably GMK, just because it's the, you know, it's the it's the social satire Godzilla film. <laughs> it's the social yeah. satire. So does that mean that uh, are you enjoying the social satire of the IDW series? Sure, why not? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that it's a, got a very, um, it's got a very different flavor to it than I think uh, most Godzilla stuff actually does have, which will make it a little polarizing. Um, of course, yeah. I like, I like it for the most part, you know. I think uh, Gangsters and Goliaths is a little more solid just as a story, um, which actually I was uh, kind of courted for a little while to do the interiors on, but. Um, but Ponticelli's style actually fits that story a little better, so I'm, I'm glad they went with him. You know, the social satire aspect of Kingdom of Monsters, it goes to some interesting places, and it actually makes me laugh. I, I actually laughed pretty hard when uh, they did the whole uh, the whole governor of Texas thing. I'm on, I'm on build the, I'm on build the wall between Texas and Mexico, and go keep Angiers out. Oh no, it didn't work. Oh, the folly of man. Um, <laughs> and you're in, you're in Texas, so yeah, because I'm, I'm a, I'm a native Texan. I was born and raised in San Antonio, and and uh, living in Austin, so the so so I was cracking up about that, and I was showing all my all my mom was showing my dad and my mom and everybody and <laughs> my friends and family. They loved it. What about your favorite monster? Like out, out of the entire roster, like is it is it Mothra, Ghidra? You're gonna go out on a limb and choose Space Godzilla. <laughs> I've always had a soft spot for Space Godzilla. I'll admit that, but um, you know you know who I've always kind of. It, it's really hard because when when you when you when you draw monsters pretty much for a living, it's hard to have an absolute favorite because there's aspects of different ones that I really like. You know, um, I've always kind of had a soft spot for Veron, for example, even though he hasn't done anything. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Yeah, and um, you know, of course, Space Godzilla because he's so. He's so freaking loco. He's just, you know, <laughs> he's loco. He's crazy, exactly. man. Space Godzilla yeah, exactly. crazy. <laughs> um, I can start swearing in Spanish, but I won't. Um, the, the, um, uh, uh, and, uh, you know who else I think, uh, you know, I'm so, I'm so hipster with my monster choices. Um, I really honestly kind of have another soft spot for Crystalock from, uh, Godzilla Unleashed just because he looks like, he looks like something I would draw. <laughs> I, I want to delve a little bit more into this hipster thing. So <laughs> do you <laughs> tell people, yeah, I liked Mothra before he was cool. <laughs> yeah crystal until crystalock sold out man it was in a video game man <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah. uh nope. yeah well you know back but talking about space godzilla even yeah. though uh, many people that i know <laughs> despise the movie and yeah. uh it's very low on my list i had totally have space godzilla tattooed on the inside of my arm <laughs> That's awesome, actually. I, it, it's funny. My my friend Jared Faust and I, uh, Jared, um, 
he he does Ultraman sorta. I don't know. Ah, uh, you know. yes, I am familiar with Jared. I actually uh, was supposed to have him on the show, and I was lame and did not get him on the show. Well, um, I'm I'm sure you'll make it up to him. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he he he's a he's a really good friend of mine, and he and I were talking about the Heisei films, and we actually thought about it, and we decided, you know. Space Godzilla really isn't that bad as a film. In that, in fact, as far as Heisei films go, it's pretty much par for the course. I mean, I think the reason why a lot of people are harsh on it is mostly because of the Yakuza plot, because it doesn't really go anywhere, uh, even though it's still kind of a cool idea. But I think it's actually one of the more solid of the Heisei films. Like, it has, it's very streamlined. It's very, like, it's very A, B, C, you know? Yeah, well, when I first saw Space Godzilla, I I will promise you that uh, I had no problems with it at all. I didn't yeah. care about the meteors. I didn't care about baby Godzilla looking that way, or excuse me, little Godzilla looking that way. I didn't care about the Yakuza plot. I just thought it was a cool movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, the same here. That was actually the first of the, of the, of the quote-unquote unreleased 90s films that I, uh, that I got in on, that I, that I got. I actually got it... I got it on VHS. I must. I was in middle school, and uh, and I remember my first year of middle school very, very distinctly because it was 1998. So you know, many Godzilla fan will know what that means. And I remember getting the. Um, I remember. I remember. I wrote in. I wrote a letter into the the the, the Dark Horse Gamera uh, comics, and they printed my letter and. I got a couple of pen pals out of it, and one of them sent me a VHS of Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla subtitled. And I remember watching just be like, wow, there's lasers and sparklies. <laughs> I'm a child and can't process any of this. But yeah. yeah. So it'll always kind of have a have a have a special place, so to speak. Yeah, actually, uh, with the exception of nine, uh, Godzilla 1985 and Godzilla vs. Biollante. Um, Space Godzilla and Destroya were my first two Heisei films, and uh, those were definitely my first two bootleg Heisei films. Yeah. And uh, I watched Destroya with no subtitles. It was like a um, uh, somebody set up the camera in the theater, and so oh, there were people, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. people coughing and like a baby crying, and like somebody walks by and like blocks part of the movie. <laughs> wow, good times. Oh, I'll I'll do you one better. Um, when when Godzilla 2000 came out, I remember I was scrambling to try to get a copy of that somehow. I really wanted to see it, and one of the one of the bootleg one of the bootleg groups at the time um, they were selling uh, VHS copies, remastered quote unquote VHS uh, copies of the film. And one of the things they said they were pretty upfront about this. They said like, now this is a camcorder copy from the movie <laughs> from the theater, and Although this was actually the the actual screen when you when I put in the VHS the screen for Godzilla 2000 is in the bottom left corner of the of the um of the whole television screen and it's flickering and there's artifacting where they tried to clean it up and it doesn't work because it keeps blocking out the entire image over and over again. Oh man. That's, I sat and I watched that thing over and over and over and over just so I could gleam some details off of it. Nice. But um, 
God, that was, uh, yeah, that was high school. Uh, <laughs> yeah, things have changed, yeah. man. Things have changed. Yeah. No kidding. Um, so yeah, good times. <laughs> right on. So what's uh, what do you what are you looking forward to as far as this uh, this this uh, next Godzilla film, this potentially 2012 Legendary Pictures movie goes? Um, I'm just looking forward to it being hopefully just being a good film. I think Gareth Edwards actually has a lot of potential. Um, so I saw Monsters. Like that was when I heard Gareth Edwards was directing it. Um, I thought, oh, well, I guess I need to watch Monsters now because uh, I remember really wanting to see it because it, it you know, it premiered at the at the um, at the um, South by Southwest Film Festival here in Austin, and I never got to go see it, but. Uh, and then I, fi- I finally saw it uh, when I heard the announcement. And I remember thinking, eh, this isn't bad. You know, it's, it's an interesting little experiment as far as film goes. Um, from what I've heard, uh, uh, you know, from, from what I've heard, like I, 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 I've heard some rumblings from people who are a little closer to Warner Brothers than most of the rest of us. They said that that, that design that, that, that showed up at Comic-Con with the T-shirts... Um, they said that design is pretty close to what they're considering for the final Godzilla design for the movie. Interesting. So, yeah. So do you find it do you find it disheartening that, that that it's been so quiet? We haven't heard anything yet, or do you are you just more kind of looking forward to something that hopefully they're taking their time with, and you know who care, uh, who cares when it's released? A little from column A, a little from column B, to be honest, because just because I mean. I, I, you know, that's that's just how it goes. You know, you have a big property, especially like Godzilla. It's going to take a lot of time. I don't think we're going to get it by 2012. If anything, I think they're probably going to do it in 2014 for the 60th anniversary. Yeah, I agree. That would be a great great timing for them. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, honestly, I'm just I'm kind of detaching myself from it a little bit and being like, ah, you know, it'll happen when it happens. In the meantime, I'm really excited for Pacific Rim for uh, – for for Del Toro's new monster movie, which feels like it's going to be definitely a throwback to you know the big wild and wacky you know sort of Japanese style of monster movies. So, yeah. well, Del Toro is one of those guys that I think that um, like when there was a rumor from one of those websites that Del Toro was going to be the director for yeah. Godzilla, and I actually. Yeah. I I kind of cringed at that. I love Del Toro's movies, um, but I didn't really feel like he was a good choice for that property. Um, yeah. Just because i i think it's a I think it's about his sensibilities as a director and what he what he gets from his actors and what he gets from his action. What I I will absolutely say I love about Del Toro is his thought process on creature design yeah and i'm thinking maybe that might be why it didn't jive with me like del toro doing a monster movie i'm fine with but doing a godzilla movie not so much i think um and then gareth edwards of course uh i honestly feel that he's too much of a blank slate so that i mean nobody really knows how he can do with a big budget movie and it seems like they're just kind of handing the reins over to him yeah could be good could be bad kind of like you i'm 
sort of hoping to check out and just wait till it comes out comes out but uh i'm pretty sure that because uh i have this little godzilla podcast thing i'm gonna be <laughs> finding out information as as we go along and hopefully sharing it yeah um yeah i'm, I'm pretty much yeah I, I think we're in agreement on that i i just uh i'm just hoping for a good movie you know i'm just hoping he fights some monsters i'm hoping it's well structured i think that one film is not indicative of and in, of a of a filmmaker's entire range, you know, I think that Monsters is not really representative of how Edwards would probably approach this, approach Godzilla, because you know it's a, it's a different kind of film. You know, he just with Monsters, he wanted to make kind of an aftermath of a war film, and from what I've heard, he just somewhere along the line decided, hey, let's put Monsters in this because Monsters are awesome. So, you know, I yeah, guess you so. could almost replace the monsters that were in that movie with other kind of terrible things. It doesn't have to be a giant monster. It could be zombies or it could be uh, chupacabras. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> saying that it, it more revolved around that the, the people. And I thought that was fine. You know, some people yeah. think it was a really boring film. Some people it's I don't want to say it's too polarizing, but I mean, I know one guy here in town that will actually like almost froth at the mouth talking about how much she hated that film. And then other people will tell me, Oh, I really liked it. It was really good. Um, but it's just one of those things where I, I, you know, I, I want somebody who I know can do a good job and I got my fingers crossed that Gareth Edwards can be a good director and, you know, bring it home. Um, but you know, our track record as a country with that license is not very good. Uh, yeah unfortunately in general in general terms obviously yeah well i mean the one thing i'm just hoping is that it's not something that just becomes continuously delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed then you know either either kind of falls to the wayside and nobody does anything with it or worst case scenario it's handled like say for example the dragon ball movie where they were they had this really cool idea and then it just kept getting shoved aside and shoved aside. Or, or a better example is American Godzilla, where it just becomes something completely different and unrecognizable. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we just, I think we just need to hold out and, uh, you know, pay attention to what else is right in front of us, like, like Pacific Rim and, um, God willing, the Monster Apocalypse movie. So, <laughs> oh right, yeah, right on, cool. So we're, uh, we're just about, I think, out of time here. But what I would like to do is I'd like to definitely say that uh, for those that don't know, Matt is going to be at G-Fest from Thursday, July 14th through, I don't know if he'll be there, but G-Fest takes takes place from Thursday, July 14th through Sunday, July 17th in Chicago, (laughs) Illinois. And Matt, you're going to, what are you going to be doing there? Well, I'm going to be having my art table. I'm going to be talking to people. Uh, I'm actually going to be sitting, um, well, hopefully sitting next to Jared like I did last year. He'll be having a table. Um, and uh, I'll also be sitting with um, Chris Mowry from IDW and Jeff Zornow, the other alternate cover artist for Kingdom of Monsters. Um, we'll, uh, and, uh, and I think, and uh, yes, uh, actually, Chris Mowry and I will be We'll be uh, doing a Q&A while we're there at the show. Uh, and that'll be on Saturday, I want to say. Yeah, I think it'll be at 2 on Saturday. And, you know, I'll just be around the convention. I'll just be doing stuff because that's, you know, 
G-Fest is so my mecca. It's so just the promised land as far as, you know, Godzilla fandom goes. And it'll be a grand old time. So aside from uh, talking to people and hanging out and, you know, enjoying other fans that like Godzilla, what else are you looking forward to? Are you are you going to check out any, any of the movies? I'm getting in a little late on Thursday because I, I just couldn't I just couldn't get a flight um, at early enough that day that wasn't at like 4 a.m. And uh, I, I, I'll be getting in, and I know I'll be going to at least a couple of the films on Thursday, and I'm going to definitely make it to the films on Friday and Saturday because, you know, they've got two really uh, interesting films lined up. You know, Ultraman Gaia, Battle in Hyperspace, that's the, I want to say that's the Friday film, um, which is a really fun little flick. You know, I'm a big Ultraman fan, too, and... Uh, and then uh, Gamera Two is uh, is Saturday, and that's going to be a lot of fun because I I love that I love the ever loving you know what out of that flick. So big, huge fan of the Gamera series. I am high five Shinji Higuchi for me, please. Yay, high five. <laughs> um, well, I mean, uh, I also I, I know that we're we're kind of wrapping up, and I'll uh, I'll go ahead and say this. Uh, I also wanted to use this to kind of make a little bit of an announcement. Please go for it. Well, uh, as I've kind of hinted, uh, IDW and I are doing some extra things, uh, and I uh, I got the okay from those guys to kind of drop this little hint. Uh, well, it's more more of a, a bit of an announcement. Um, I'll uh, we're actually doing another mini series at the end of the year. It's uh, called Godzilla Legends, and it's going to be a it's going to be a five issue series of one shots. All from different different creators, different different stories from different creators, different artists, different writers, and uh, I'll be doing the first issue, uh, cover interiors, and I helped write the story too. Dude, no way! That is awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool, and I can't say too much about it, but I will say this: Angiris versus Destroyer. Oh, yeah. okay. So when does this start? I'm sorry, I I was sort of in awe of what you're saying there so <laughs> it starts at the end of the year you said i i want to say i'm not 100 percent uh we're not 100 percent on the release date yet right. uh we're not 100 percent on all the details or things like that but that's what we have i think it's going to be solicited in the august previews because i'm almost done with the cover and um Oh God! I really want to tell you guys who's doing the alternate covers, but I can't. So it'll be really awesome when you guys find out. Very cool. <laughs> very very cool, man. Well, congratulations again, and thank, thank you. you very much for uh, for being on the show. I I hope to have you back sometime, and I'll definitely be mailing you my copy of the WonderCon issue. Well, I will be happy to receive it, sir. Cool. Well, have an excellent time at G Fest, and again, for anybody who's on the fence about going to G Fest, you will definitely be able to go there and see Matt Frank at his table in Artist Alley. Yay! All right, man. Thanks again. Thank you very much, sir. Oh wait, no, there is one thing we have to do. You have What's to take you have to take us out on a song, man. On a song? Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there. Oh wait, you mean to to play one? <laughs> yes. Yes. So you had a request for a song from the Mothra 2 soundtrack. That is correct. I would like Dagara's theme, or Dagarla is actually how I like to say it. Um, he's the sea monster that spits uh, horrible acid-spitting uh, uh, starfish for some reason. And that I love his theme so much, and I'd love for you to play that. All right. Well, this is Dagarla Comes Ashore. Thanks again, Matt. Thank you very much. 
United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. So I don't have that much to cover for news this month. Um, basically, the first and foremost thing I wanted to talk about is issue two of Godzilla, Gangsters, and Goliaths comes out this week. So if you hit your local comic book shop, or if you have it uh, being pulled for you and put into your box, make sure you go check that out. I really enjoyed issue one. Uh, additionally, if you'll remember a couple months back, I mentioned the IDW cover collection that they were going to take all of the covers from all of the um, all of the special issues, the, the Godzilla footstomp issues. Uh, they're taking those and collecting them into one comic. It's a hundred page comic, and it's coming out August tenth. And I think I think one hundred percent of the proceeds go to Japan Aid. So make sure you check that out. I'll have a link in the show notes to both of those. Um, also, as I mentioned when Matt and I were talking, G-Fest is next weekend, July 15th through the 17th. And as usual, looks like a lot of really cool things are going on. Special guests include Heisei Gamera FX director Shinji Higuchi, Hiroyuki Watanabe, who played the Satsuma sub-pilot opposite Ryudo Uzaki, um, also monster sculptor Hiroshi Sagai, Godzilla vs. King Ghidra's Robert Scott Field, author of Eiji Tsuburaya, Master of Monsters, August Rigoni, and of course, J.D. Lees. They'll be showing Gamera Super Monster, the original Mothra, the 1993 Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, Gamera Guardian of the Universe, Ultraman Gaia Battle in Hyperspace, and Gamera 2 Advent of Legion at the Pickwick. Make sure you check out the G-Fest website. I'm going to start planning on going next year with Tiger. Hey, maybe I'll start a donation drive on the website. Who knows? Normally, I don't uh, cover collectible news, but I was really psyched that X-Plus has announced that they will be releasing a Megalon vinyl figure. And these are really more like completed model kits. Um, they're doing that in August, and the reason I'm excited for this is because I feel that the Seatopian's burrowing giant cockroach has really been neglected by Bandai. Uh, sure, they released two figures of him back in the 90s of the same basic sculpt, but I never really liked how those looked. YSMF made a really nice one, but he's so small that I never ended up buying him. X-Plus has been doing a stellar job on their figures, and uh, while I only have the 1989 and 2001 Godzillas from their Toho Large Monster series, I am uh, glad they're doing them. I just wish the price would go down because, to be honest, there are only a handful of monsters that aren't represented in my, in my collection, at least from the Godzilla films. And I really don't feel like paying too much for Kumanga and Gymantis, um or Ibira, who they actually did just release, and like way too much to pay for a shrimp, in my opinion. And that's pretty much it. We're moving on to local events. As if I needed more reasons to prove how awesome Portland can be, here's what we have going on. Throughout the month of July, every Saturday and Sunday at 5 p.m., Trek in the Park is happening at Woodland Park. We went yesterday and saw the opening show, and it's just so fun. It's like theater in the round. They, of course, take it from uh, Shakespeare in the Park, which happens in Ashland. I think it's Ashland in uh, Oregon here. It's a big to-do, and like thousands of people show up. So if you're in the Portland area or near Portland and you like Star Trek, you've got to check it out. The Atomic Arts guys do a fantastic job, and it's a, it's a great experience all around. Then Tuesday at 5 p.m., this is July 12th, the Dangerous Kids podcast and the Jupiter Hotel are hosting Roll for Romance. Now, you might have heard me talking about with that with Heather last month. This is the exact same event. It's like a geek dating 
event, and they're going to be doing uh, sort of like speed dating with a geek twist. Again, I'll have the link in the show notes for that website. This upcoming Tuesday and every other Tuesday at the Kennedy School, Geek Trivia happens at 7 p.m. If you stop by and you see a dude wearing a Godzilla shirt, that is probably me. Make sure you say hi if, uh, if you're a listener. And then the next day on Wednesday, July 13th, Things from Another World is hosting the Ghost Rider number one signing with local artist Matthew Clark at their Hollywood location. The festivities kick off at 7 p.m. And as usual, there will be free food. And if you have ID, free beer. Now, a couple of other little things before I wrap this up. I do know about Daimajin Canon. Um, the, the last Daikaiju discussion, we were talking about wishing there was some sort of updated version of Daimajin. Um, I do I do know about it, but unfortunately, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I saw a trailer about a year or so ago and really was not impressed. I am going to watch it, but I haven't gotten a hold of a copy yet. If... Uh, if you've seen it, though, I do want to hear from you. What are your thoughts? Is it a decent show? Is it too wacky? Is it too modern? Or is it just right? I've got some bad news for anybody who's going to San Diego Comic-Con and was hoping to run into the Kaiju cast folk. We're not going. Uh, didn't get the press pass, but that's fine. Uh, who knows? Maybe next year I'll get it. If anybody is going and has some uh, finds out some information about Godzilla stuff, please share. Let me know via Twitter or Facebook or via email, and I would be happy to regurgitate that on the podcast. Hey, don't forget that this month's Daikaiju discussion movie is Godzilla 2000, and we're going to be watching that the last week of the month. I'm actually going to be trying to do something with the drive-in mob people uh, for live tweeting, sort of like a co-production, joining forces kind of thing. So we might not be doing kaiju live tweets as the hashtag. It might be drive-in mob. But I'll let everybody know via Twitter and via Facebook before we do it. And uh, if you are planning on doing your homework, turning that in, make sure you get that done before the last week of the month. Oh, and speaking of watching movies, I wanted to let you guys know that I should actually be getting a Blu-ray player very soon that can play and upconvert any region DVD. So I appreciate the concern from the listeners and I uh, look forward to watching some of those movies that I've recently bought from Australia that I can't watch right at the moment. And that pretty much does it. So if you found the Kaiju Cast through iTunes or some other podcast directory and want to experience all there is to be Kaiju Cast related, just point your web browsers to kaijucast.com where you can vote in the polls, check out the show notes, see the full list of Daikaiju discussions, and download every single episode that's ever been. Not to mention any supplemental material, which uh, there's not that much of, but, you know, every once in a while I post something. If you want to send me a message, just send it to controller at kaijucast.com. I look forward to hearing from everybody out there. I always enjoy feedback, be it positive or negative. We're also on Facebook, and on Twitter, of course, facebook.com slash kaijucast. And of course, twitter.com slash kaijucast. Or I should say, at kaijucast. Anything that happens in between the shows going up gets posted on Facebook and uh, most of the time on Twitter as well. We're going to go ahead and close out the show. And since we were talking about Godzilla versus Space Godzilla with Matt, let's go ahead and end the show with Takayuki Hattori's opening credits to that film. See you all in a couple of weeks for the Daikaiju discussion of Godzilla 2000. Jamata!